So you think your office is clean. You think your instruments are clean. You think that if someone were to come in and inspect your facility, you would pass. In this episode of What's Next Dentistry, we're going to tackle this issue and many more. Welcome to this edition of What's Next Dentistry. I'm Dr. Mark Sivers from Boston. Thanks for joining me. I'd like to express my gratitude for our sponsor, Laeta.com. Check them out at Laeta.com and see how they can improve your profits, the quality of your work life, and most importantly, your time off. Many of you have reached out to me about sterilization, about the cleanliness of your office, and about what to do, how to do it, and so I'd like to tackle that topic. All of us have gone to some sort of professional schooling, and we've been taught that anything that goes inside the body must be sterile. And what that means is the instrument needs to somehow get disinfected and have all of the germs removed from it. We've been taught that you can use heat to do this, as well as chemicals or radiation or heat and pressure. And so what I'd like to talk about is some of these and how they apply to what we're doing in our offices. When somebody comes and inspects your office, from either OSHA or from the state agency, they are going to have a first impression. And your first impression starts as they drive into your facility and they will look at things, for example, how does the parking lot look? How does the outside of your building look? How does the entrance look? How does your lobby appear? And how does your staff greet them? And while they may not consciously tell you this, and it certainly doesn't show up on their checklist, all of those things give them a feel for who you are and what you're about. And you can imagine, if your facility is full of litter in the parking lot, it needs a paint job, your reception area looks dingy and grungy, and your office needs to be repainted. Without even having to do much inspecting, you can imagine that they are quickly going to find things that aren't being done properly, and you are much more prone to having problems with sterilization. The converse to this is, without spending a lot of money, you can clean up the parking facilities. You can make them look nice. You can paint the outside of your facility. And don't do that just for inspectors that are going to come in, but do that because if you think inspectors are going to think this place looks a little dingy after they visited, you know, a thousand other different dental offices or medical facilities, you can imagine your patients are thinking the same thing too. And as they walk into reception, if it looks like your reception area was furnished in the 1970s, or even 80s, 90s, or 2000s for that matter. It's time to spruce things up. This does not require spending a lot of money, but it does mean doing things to attract new clients, making certain that when you interview new people to come and work for you, they say, wow, I want to work here. This place looks really nice. And when inspectors, if they should ever come, they come in and say, I've been to a thousand other offices. This is definitely in the top 5%. And so it's good for business. It's good for inspectors. It's good for making sure that your facility passes and once a quarter, I would recommend having painters come in and touching up the inside of your facility. And they might spend an hour or two and just do minor touch-ups and repairs. As you spend that money to make certain that things look nice, that's going to have an impression on your patients, on your staff, and most importantly, on anyone that enters in to inspect your facility. So let's tackle this topic of sterilization. Clearly, you have it laid out, as we've spoken about in the past, in the uh, Toyota production system method. And that means that you have the whole process 
photo-documented so that I, not having ever done sterilization before, could come into your office, look at the pictures, and look at the very brief explanations by the pictures, and just flip through the pictures, read the explanations as needed, and I would know how to sterilize your instruments just as well as somebody who's been in your office for 20 years. If I, as an ignorant person that does not know how to run your autoclave and your sterilization process can't come in and look at some pictures in a very brief narrative, then clearly it's not going to be done the same way by every single person, and therefore you cannot depend that your instruments are always going to be sterile. Now, clearly we have bags, we have tape, we have things that indicate whether it's clean or not, meaning whether it's been sterilized or not. But what I'm alluding to is you've got to have a process. It's got to be photo documented and have brief explanations next to it so that anyone can come in, look at it, and do it just as well as a person that's been there for 20 years. Now, as you drop off your dirty things, as you start to run them through the cleaning process, make sure that it is in a linear fashion so that you are moving from point A to point B, and you're moving from point B to point C. So think of a uh, factory assembly line, and you're going from A to B to C to D. And once you get to E, or whatever that letter might be, you've got sterile instruments. If you are interested in finding out more about this and how to set this up, and who to use for the systems, and who to use for the actual equipment, and how to house this equipment, please, please, please um, go to the experts. And that does not mean go to your dental sales rep. What that means is that you go to the experts. There's a couple of extraordinary companies. Uh, reach out to me. I can make the introductions for you. You can go to the experts. These are people that have gone to NASA, that have gone to MIT here in Boston, that have gone out to the best of the best to work this out, to figure out how can we do this so that it's easy on budget, staff, and patients, and making sure that we get them sterile things to go inside of their body. So once again, reach out to me. I'll put you in contact. Do not reach out to your reps. Nothing against the reps, but they're not dealing with the experts. They're just dealing with the suppliers that go through them. So once you've got your instruments through this system and this process, they've come out sterile, then it's very important how you store them. And everyone knows that you need to date your sterile goods so that they there is a date when they were last sterilized. And then varying from state to state, those instruments need to be re-sterilized every month. And like I say, that might vary from state to state, but uh, very important they get a date on them and that you're staying on top of those dates. The same thing applies with, uh, obviously, expiration of products that you have. So while you're checking your instruments to see if they've expired or not, meaning the sterilization packaging is, is expired or not, check your uh, other products that you have and make sure that once they have expired, they are uh, thrown out. Some of you will say, I'm going, to be spun I'm going to be throwing out tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars in products. And if that's the case, what that means is you've got far too many products and that you're not using them enough to warrant having them. Or you have products, for example, in every single room and you actually can only warrant having them in one centralized location in a bin or a tub where somebody needs to go and get them because you're just not using it enough to justify it. 
so often we see that if you rethink your systems, you can come up with a way so that you're not overstocking goods and not having to throw out goods, but rather turning over all of your goods within a three to six month period of time. And if you're not turning them all, all over within three to six months, then you've clearly got too much or you're not uh, justifying having them around. So think through that and you can look through some of the previous podcasts that I've done to see ways to uh, prevent that from happening and not having to throw out stuff. So there's some benefits to heat sterilization, benefits to heat and pressure sterilization, chemical sterilization. Most of us are not doing radiation sterilization, so I'm not going to touch on that. But uh, I would say if you have a small facility and need to sterilize items quickly, you might look at some of the Statum products. They can do sterilization very quickly, and that can be a good solution. As your facility gets larger, obviously a full-size autoclave and a large autoclave makes for a very efficient way to get instruments cycling through. As you begin getting all of your instruments into cassettes, as we've spoken about in previous podcasts, make sure that every single space in the cassette is full so that you can visually check to make sure that all the instruments are there and then make sure that those cassettes get bagged or wrapped or whichever way you've decided to do that in bags that have sterilization indicators already built into them or you wrap them and put tape which shows that the shows that the sterilization has occurred and then once they've come out sterile make sure they're dated and make sure then they go into an area where they can dry and dehumidify rust is a big problem i was in an office recently and they had a huge rust problem and they had said that they had been in a previous office in the same town, never had an issue, moved to this new office, and they had a big rust issue as they started moving their instruments into a dishwasher and then started them running them through the process. And so we took a look at that and came up with a solution for them. And, uh, you know, rust can literally destroy all of your instruments. And once it gets, once it gets into your dishwasher or once it gets into your sterilization process uh, very difficult to get out and can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars as you contemplate the cost of all of your instruments. So uh, be very careful of that. As soon as you identify any level of rust, reach out to experts and they can help you with that. Uh, you're welcome to reach out to me and we can talk through it. So there's a lot more that we could talk about on sterilization. This is a great recap. If you'd like more detailed information, reach out to me and I'm happy to email it to you or happy to uh, put you in contact with the experts. And thank you for joining this podcast as usual. I really appreciate you being a part of this and sharing this with your friends. Our community is growing. There's more and more people viewing these, and I'm having more and more people reach out to me. And it's a real pleasure to be able to help you and see your practices grow and flourish and good things happening to you both personally and professionally. See you next time.